Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Outbreak Podcast, an outlet for discussing creativity and the great beyond. We also discuss everything from gaming to film to the dark and dreary corners of the internet. I'm your host on this wild ride, William Key. Uh, surprise, uh, this episode actually just came out on a Wednesday. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that there won't be one this Saturday. I just happened to gather a bunch of stories that I'd be able to share with you today and partway through the week because, you know what, this is the first time in a long time that I've actually been able to sit in front of my computer for a um, relatively long, longer amount of time than usual to be able to gather some stories. I usually try to hold them off till the Friday, but I, I had like five or six of them here that I was like, you know what, I've got some free time. Why don't I record a bonus episode of the podcast this week? This isn't really an official bonus episode. It's an, it's actually episode 39, as I mentioned at the top. Um, how's everybody doing? I am currently getting swarmed by mosquitoes in my office. I don't know how this is happening because uh, it's a relatively humid week. I guess that means that there's an influx of mosquitoes out there in the world. I didn't realize this until just today, but there is actually a little slit at the bottom of the door. Um connecting my office to the outside and I guess they're getting in that way because I've probably killed about like a dozen maybe more in the past two days and they just seem to keep coming everywhere I turn I see them on the wall I kill one and then another one just takes its place it's like there's some sort of respawn in this room that they just keep showing up so hopefully I've held them off at bay for now I'm looking around and they seem to have dissipated but knock on wood my desk is wood hopefully they don't come back i've actually covered up my lunch as well so hopefully they don't get into my lunch as i'm recording this uh, why don't we get into the show i think that's why you guys are all here you guys are um expecting expecting some amazing stories and i've got them for you today first off this one actually i just found today and uh as of july 5th jeff bezos who had served as the ceo and co-founder of amazon the big amazon company uh, has announced that he's been stepping down from the role of CEO. He is moving on to focus more attention on Blue Origin, which is uh, a company that he had started back in 2000. And it's sort of a, it's a company that's looking to get people up into space, just regular commoner people. He is being replaced by Andy Jassy, who is now listed as the company's CEO on its investor relations website. It had been announced, actually, that there was a, a shareholder meeting in May that uh, Jeff Bezos had said he'd been looking for his replacement. Andy Jassy had joined the company shortly after graduating from Harvard Business School in 1997. Now, keep in mind, Bezos is handing this company over, uh, this billion-dollar company. Maybe it's even a trillion-dollar company. Um, and Bezos has been at the helm since the start, since the 90s. So who knows where this is going to uh, take the company going forward. Um, and Andy Jassy definitely has some big shoes to fill. Uh, Jeff Bezos certainly has more than enough um, to deal with on his own end, not only uh, with Blue Origin, but also he uh, has the Day One Fund, the Bezos Earth Fund, as well as the Washington Post newspaper. Now, in the immediate future, Be Bezos will be flying to the edge of space on board a rocket built by Blue Origin as of July 20th. And he'll be joined by his brother, Mark Bezos, aboard the New Shepard's first crewed mission. Next up, I want to talk about a uh, surprise announcement from Nintendo. Everybody was expecting that at Nintendo Direct um, for E3 that they were going to announce something called a Switch Pro, which is like the more enhanced version of the Nintendo Switch. Well, we finally got an announcement for a new Switch, but it wasn't what people were expecting. And there's going to be people who were more hyped and ambitious for what they had dubbed the Switch Pro. 
Nintendo never did say that that they were going to announce a 4K Switch, which is what the Switch Pro is being touted as. Instead, they dropped this two-minute commercial of their new Switch OLED, uh, referring to its primary selling point, which is a brighter, more vibrant, slightly larger screen, as well as a pretty impressive kickstand. Now, the, it's a slightly heavier switch that also boasts better sound than the currently available model, and it's going to be a $349.99 uh, price. comes with a built-in Ethernet cable. I actually thought that we had gotten away from Ethernet cables, actually. There's going to be plenty of people who are disappointed by this because they were expecting that 4K-capable switch, um, which would be a step up from the 1080p um, that Nintendo's kind of been running at for the last little while, and this still proves that Nintendo is far behind um, its competitors, uh, Sony and Microsoft, who are already operating at 4K resolution. Um, it's the only, like like I said, Nintendo's the only uh, current console generation that is behind on this. Nintendo doesn't really seem to care. You know, they've never really been in a three-way fight with Microsoft and Sony. They've always sort of done their own thing. They focused more on the content rather than um, the way it looks. That's why a lot of their games are not like to up to next-gen quality like something like a, a Last of Us or Ratchet and Clank or the games that are out these days. Some There is a market for something like this, an OLED, especially for somebody like myself who currently doesn't own a Switch, looking for anything at this point. Because since I have nothing to compare it to, this announcement doesn't really set me off in a certain way. I wasn't banking on getting something for 4K resolution. That stuff doesn't really entice me too much. But for the people who had sort of dreamed up this Switch Pro in their minds, uh, they're the ones that are going to be sorely disappointed. Sorry, I just saw another mosquito. <laughs> There's two of them now. They just snuck up behind me. Um, anyways, so hopefully, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm head over heels in love with this announcement. I definitely think that if they were going to upgrade to a, a better switch, it probably would have been nice to try 4K. Uh, but this really doesn't seem to be offering a heck of a lot of new stuff better onboard display, better audio, um, an ethernet cable, and a better kickstand. Like it doesn't really sound like something that needed this massive announcement. Well, massive isn't really the word I would use, but it, like this big two minute, two and a half minute trailer to announce this slightly better switch didn't really seem all that necessary. So I actually stumbled upon this next story uh, off Discord. Somebody posted it in one of the uh, Discord servers I'm in. Apparently, a Reddit user um, had posted that there was a edition of the board game Monopoly for Animal Crossing New Horizons that they purchased from a Walmart, uh, and uh, they took some photos as well. The user is Callie Sunflower. Um, they found this Animal Crossing while browsing their local Walmart, and they purchased the game and uploaded various pictures. Uh, according to this, the player characters in the board game feature four different versions of Animal Crossing New Horizons customizable avatars along with cards for chances, decorations, and nook miles. The traditional Monopoly spots have been masqueraded by bugs, fish, and fruit. Um, so Zatu Games UK has also listed the Monopoly Animal Crossing New Horizons editions for a retail price of €28.34. However, a retailer did not include any of the photos of the product or a release date. So don't know if this is something that will be coming here to um, North America or the U.S., but guarantee probably before the end of the year we might see something along these lines. I'm actually, I'm actually surprised that they didn't unveil the, a Monopoly game sooner, uh, considering it's it's only just showing up over in Europe. 
Actually, I think it's a year too late, actually. This would have been great for uh, the beginning of COVID alongside Animal Crossing New Horizons as like a summertime release, maybe even a fall release. But I don't know. This is kind of strange. We don't even know how old this game is. We don't know if it's um, been selling in Europe for a while. This, this actually seems like it was just a random uh, find that this person uh, stumbled upon, like maybe the last one on the shelf. I don't think more people were going up in arms about a Animal Crossing Monopoly game. Uh, I don't know, and I'm not an expert an expert on board games, and I haven't. I don't really play a lot of board games myself, but I don't know a lot of people who get excited about uh, Monopoly games. So, who knows? This is there's probably a market for people somewhere. I like the idea of an Animal Crossing Monopoly game. I would personally get it myself if I didn't already have like three or four other versions of Monopoly games. Now, according to ScreenRant.com, apparently the upcoming She-Hulk television show that's going to be airing on Disney Plus will feature the character, uh, Jennifer Walters, who is She-Hulk, apparently breaking the fourth wall. So the, according to a report from the Direct, their sources have said that She-Hulk will feature Jennifer Walters breaking the fourth wall. Um, the report notes that this will happen throughout the Disney Plus series, with uh, Tatiana Maslany's character even acknowledging that she is a character inside of the MCU. Um, this element of She-Hulk has not been confirmed by Marvel Studios, and this report does not know if the series itself will address why she is breaking the fourth wall, which has not been done so far in the MCU. The only other character that has done fourth wall breaking themselves has been Deadpool. That was outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I would almost like it better if... if because I know this series is being touted as a comedy series, like a 30-minute comedy series. I think it would make more sense for them to do something like like a Modern Family, the Office-style comedy, where it's sort of like mockumentary-style uh, in their filming and only like cutting away to interviews with cast members. I think that'd be interesting. I don't know if we necessarily need to have another character breaking the fourth wall, especially considering that sort of Deadpool's thing. But apparently, um, according to some comic book panels uh, here, it, and it, it shows the character actually breaking the fourth wall. Uh, including a panel on, the, on this one screen right article that says, although you readers will probably find out on the next page. So maybe this is something that her character did in the comics. I'm not too familiar with her comic book origins. But again, I'm, I'm curious to see how this is going to be done. Finally, I have a interesting Beyond the Cyber Veil story for you. And this is something I've actually been stumbled upon last week. And then it sort of made the rounds... Um, I saw it in a YouTube video first, and then it showed up on Screen Rant and as an article. Apparently, there was a dark Three Bears twist from the first uh, Shrek movie, and I actually don't even remember this, but apparently there was a scene uh, from the first Shrek movie uh, that, that featured a bunch of characters that had been uh, kidnapped. Now, these characters had been kidnapped, and they were going to be sold to, sold to Lord Farquaad's knights. Now, in this scene, Donkey uh, actually takes a look around, sees other fairy tale creatures that have been captured and taken away. And among those are the three bears, with Papa and Mama Bear in one cage and Baby Bear in another. Later on, when Shrek finds all these characters at his swamp, they only show Papa and Baby Bear that are sitting together in front of a bonfire, and Baby Bear is crying. And a few minutes later, a shot of Lord Farquaad's bedroom shows a bearskin rug with the same pink bow Mama Bear was wearing in the first scene. And that alludes to why Baby Bear was crying. Now, the fact that Shrek has been out for 20 years and people are only starting to make ties to this scene, it's it's kind of amazing how the, it's still like fairly relevant to this day how dark 
there's some dark elements in these kids' movies that we didn't even realize until much, much later when we got older. Because you got to think of it. Uh, in the year 2000, I was nine years old. I would have never made that comparison. Uh, but being the age I am now, I, I would definitely be like, whoa. Like, if you watch it, like, much later... Mind you, I would not be catching myself watching Shrek at this point. It's not real. It wasn't really the my um, my forte, except for Shrek Two. Shrek Two is still like one of my favorite movies. So that one was excellent. But considering the fact that there is a potential discussion of a reboot happening, and Shrek has always had this sort of um, culty fan base uh, surrounding not only the character itself. Uh, but the the music tied to it, like Smash Mouth made the soundtrack, uh, some of the songs for the first movie as well. So it's always had this sort of meme-like cult following behind it. So if you guys are really want to go back and watch and try to find this scene, it's in the first Shrek movie. I encourage you to go watch it and and you know decide for yourself, like like how dark is this scene. Well, that's about all the time we have for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and sticking around for this bonus episode of the week. You can head over to my blog, wkey.wordpress.com, where I occasionally will post feature-length articles, news pieces, or general opinions on anything I find interesting. Uh, On Facebook.com, you can find this podcast at Facebook.com backslash The Outbreak Podcast. On Twitter, follow us at Podcast Outbreak. Or you can follow me on my personal Twitter at Will Key, K-E-E. If you haven't gone to my Redbubble store, search uh, William Outbreak on Redbubble. I have two designs on there right now, and I really appreciate it if you guys look into one of those shirts or a shower curtain or a bath mat or a pin, whatever you want to get. You know, it doesn't even matter to me. If you guys haven't joined me on Discord, you can find the Discord link through my Linktree uh, account, linktree.com backslash the Outbreak Podcast. Um, you can go and join my Discord server through there. There's an official link on that page. If you guys are listening to this on podbean.com, thank you guys so much. Consider leaving a review, like this podcast, subscribe. Uh, we're on hosted on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, Player FM. The list goes on and on and on. I really encourage you to subscribe and continue to listen. Tell your friends and tell your family, tell your wife, tell your husband, son, daughter, puppy, yeah, tell tell all of them at the same time. Maybe at a family get together, you just make an announcement, make a toast, and be like, "Listen, follow the Outbreak podcast. Um, leave him a review." Uh, he's, his son is still looking for an excellent review. There's only two on my Apple Podcast page right now. I would really like a third. Uh, that's what we call in Canada a hat trick, and then we start tossing hats on the ice. So feel free to bring me my hat trick review, so then I can uh, tell my son and he can throw his hat on the ice. Thank you guys so much for listening and have yourselves a great night.